tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I'd ask my friends to come. If you know the song, you get the joke. If you don't know the song, ask your parents. Welcome to the Beatles. <laughs> exactly. Hello, Transformers Robots in Disguise fans, and welcome to another episode of the Transformers Robots in Disguise After Show. Now, we weren't here last week because we were all cooling our heels at San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, if you can call it cooling your heels. And so we are doing a double feature today. We're doing episode 17, One of Our Mini Cons is Missing, and episode 18, Deep Trouble. So we're going to kind of do a high-speed pass for both of them, but <laughs> it'll be good because high-speed passes is what this series excels at. <laughs> With me today are Emma the Speedster Fife. Hello. You can find me all over the internet at Emma Fife, E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E. Michelle the Minicon Cullen. Hi. You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. May and Lord Megantron Salinas. Hey guys, you can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. And I am Katie Kia Prime Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kia J. That's K I A X E T. I am checking our Twitter hashtag. It is A B T V R I D. If you would Ooh. like to join in, if you have any questions, any fun comments, you may get a shout out on the air. Emma, as always, is checking the live chat. I and am. you guys definitely want to participate today because we have two very special guests. We have yes, writer we Zach Atkinson. Hello, everybody. How's it going? And John Steven Roca, the voice of Springload. Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for coming on, you guys. Absolutely. A total blast, yeah. So you wrote episode 17. Yes. And we are going to cover that first. So let's swing right into that. We have Hank back, you guys. We do. Yay! Yay. Hank is awesome. Hank is awesome. You can get us more Hank, right? I would love to give you more Hank. Sneak that in there. (laughs) So she is a wonderful human being teaching Russell to stand up for himself and the concept of paying it forward. Yes. Which you'd think after that movie came out would be common vernacular. Uh, Maybe not everyone saw it. Russell's a little slow sometimes. It's true. (laughs) It's like, what, 12? What year did that movie come out? Yes, but with other people True. quoting it. Yeah. I mean, well, I never saw it. It's not really a... a there goes that argument. It's kind it's of a really downer. happy movie either. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's a big bummer. The point being just the saying. But <laughs> we very quickly get into what our title is talking about when we have an escape pod crash landing in the junkyard. And it turns out to be Jetstorm. Yes! yes. I have missed him. I just <laughs> loved this episode so much. I just want to say right from the get-go, because it was just this barrage of amazing returning characters. I know, right? Not only on the Autobot side, but on the Decepticon side as well. It was, it was callback the episode, and yeah. I really super enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great. Especially, oh, I was just wondering, like, when, when you initially sit down to write an episode, do they tell you, okay, these are the characters you have to include these are the beats you have to hit what what is the process do they just kind of go okay do your own thing well uh in this particular episode uh adam beechin very kindly had mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff already laid out you know sort of a one-page 
overview of the idea for the story. And mm -hmm. uh, I was very fortunate because this was, like you said, the callback episode. They got to bring <laughs> back all these characters. So um, I got to go back and be like, oh, so he was in that episode and he was in that episode and I could review some stuff. But it was so much fun because... I mean, Drift and the Minicons, who can't have fun with Drift Minicons? I mean, they're Minicons. Yeah, the Minicons are great. Yeah. Uh, I have to ask, too, because Roz Mystica 01 in the chat says, this episode is definitely the road to El Dorado. <laughs> <laughs> in all caps, were you inspired oh directly by the road to El Dorado? <laughs> uh, you know, it became the crazy road trip with a giant tank story. <laughs> yeah. you know. Take any tank. Uh, everyone around the office was like, you know, the one with the giant tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say that the first time we got the tank on screen, I had a moment of, who is that? I yeah. was like, which character is this? It's I totally cool. thought it was a Decepticon. It's just a normal and tank. And it was sort of in the same color scheme as Hungry Like the Wolf, yeah. so I got a little confused. <laughs> well, and Uncle PJ as well. So yeah. it's both like, did they combine? Is, is this combiners now? I, I thought, like, when we actually, because I thought it was a Decepticon at first, and then we pull back and we actually see the size of it compared to everybody else. Mm. I thought maybe it was like um, an Omega Supreme, where it's like yeah. a big old vehicle, but he still transforms into a giant robot. Who yeah. is this evil character? Oh, it's just humanity. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Prime. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> Sorry. That's wonderful. And we have the return of Hypnotoad. Yeah. Yes. 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 Well, actually, no, he didn't escape. He but did we're still going to call him Hypnotoad anyway. We have the 15-year-old Redditor anarchist, mm -hmm. which is Quillfire, because yes. let's face it, he's a Reddit denizen. And we have Springload, who is nuts. It's always nice to Nailed have a character. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always nice to have a character who's not villainously insane, but just completely off of their nut. Yeah, because yeah. oh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. they're unpredictable. It's so refreshing. Did it's... you do all of the lines at once, or did you get called back in? Like, nope, you got another episode. Come back. No, in. yeah, yeah, I got called in to do this episode because it was only supposed to be just one episode. Really? And they mm -hmm. liked him. They obviously liked their. The it was very kind of them to like the character and what I did with it a lot. That they asked me to come back and do a team up and that was like a team up you don't you, you, yes because <laughs> I mean I grew up watching all these things so yeah. like, it's such a great uh, blessing to do it and it's so much fun to come and do a team up and they put with Andy Milder who is fantastic yeah and so all of us were in at the same time recording the dialogue so you get oh. to play off each other, which isn't always the case in Blue Yeah, Sun. absolutely. So, oh. so it's so much fun to play off their energy. Now, initially when you recorded the first episode for this character, did you have a visual reference for it going into it? Uh, I don't think that I did. Okay. I don't th I think there, because I was shown okay. some early drafts, mm, okay. but I was just working on it on my own and then they crafted the character. I think that's right, right, Zach? I don't think uh, yeah, we were shown so. any kind of artwork before we went in there. So I think we just kind of, I just created, created it off that. Yeah. So, I mean, the lines are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. That's something that we've been saying throughout this whole show on this panel is that the writing is, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's oh, very, yeah. very strong. Uh, so, so basically, nice. yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun and it's really well balanced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a blast. So basically you had some rough sketches and some dialogue sure. and they just said crazy frog and go. Yeah, I mean, and it's obviously they said like, you know, make him as crazy as possible, but he he's not mean or he just wants no. to get to Doradus so that he could 
so that he can find what he's looking yeah, for there. Yeah, Fountain of Energon. Right, Fountain <laughs> of Energon, which we don't know what would happen once he finds it because obviously it doesn't exist. He's on the wrong planet. He's just completely misguided. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, he needs to go to Florida. Right, exactly. <laughs> Ponce de Leon and all that. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I'm just wondering, what does he have a vision problem? Because he keeps questioning inanimate objects and I'm wondering is that insanity or can he literally not see I don't I don't know what I don't know what it's like on the planet of Cybertron maybe every there's no inanimate (laughs) things everything could turn into something at any point so you have to communicate that's that's legitimate that's that's a very (laughs) fair point I I think there's a chance he suspects there are spirits in things yeah so And that's so right. yeah. Yeah. Just killed me. <laughs> do you have to do anything in character, like to get into character as such a fun zealot? <laughs> an Zealot's a good an word. An eccentric frog. <laughs> I like crazy frog. Well, uh, the demeanor you see now is how I am on. But I, when I do these roles, I like to do the crazier roles. I'm kind of known for that. A little starting to get known for that because it's fun to play those kinds of roles. And so mm-hmm. it's like to me, it's I have a naturally expressive personality. So. To that, it was like, go as far as you can go. Awesome. Let's do it. That's so Did fun. they put any of your facial expressions or mannerisms into the animation for Springload? I don't want to... The, s- the, the neck thing. Uh, yeah, the neck thing. I'll do that for you right now. That little Dizzy Gillespie accent. Going right. uh, but no, uh, um, I don't want to flatter myself in that way, but there were moments where I'm looking at it going... I have made that. I made that face in the booth. I've made that face. So there were people. There's a lot of people in the booth. So I don't know if anybody watched or recorded, and maybe used some of that. But I don't know. I don't know. Like, I know the directors do get to go to the record sessions, so they can offer their input, especially for any of the physical moments. Yeah. So who knows what the directors saw okay. and picked yeah. up? So. Certainly yeah. bushy eyebrows. Like yeah. Scooter. <laughs> t- just a shout out to Scooter who directed the yeah. episode, yeah. and he did a fantastic job. Yeah, really. So it was. This episode was just. A ton of fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was better on the rewatch. It was. We, watch nice. it, we usually watch them twice just to kind of get it down and then take notes. So this one was like, okay, that was a good time. And then watching it the second time was like, I'm in love with this episode. This is amazing. <laughs> well, it's funny that you were saying, you know, it's a lot more fun to have the actors play off of each other. Oh, yeah. It mm-hmm. must be fun also just from a writing standpoint to like get these two characters who have oh, never yeah. met, yes. who have no oh, connection yeah. to each other, and they're both their own special brands of crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Without what they do. doubt, yeah. They were, my favorite part of working on this episode was the road trip. I mean, you, you're taking these two guys. Yeah. It is a buddy comedy of insanity, <laughs> right? No, it, it totally was a buddy comedy. And uh, when I talked with Adam Beach, and I was like, so can I just do whatever with these two? Because we could go some interesting places here. <laughs> favorite was Quillfire's clever Shakespearean aside oh to the God. audience when they go to look at the tank. Like, that was and fantastic. it's a good measure for me if something happens to you, dear partner. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Back I, to the action. I uh, I struggle with characters who talk to themselves, but for these two characters, you can totally <laughs> do that. Yeah. It makes sense. So I mean, many asides can work for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're watching the hamster running on this wheel here. It's <laughs> like, yep, yep, that's how that no, goes. No, it's so true. I thought it was really interesting, too, that we had the team up of the two bots who we've seen have had like a chemical effect on yeah. other bots mm-hmm. I don't know I thought it I thought it was an, it wasn't they could have teamed up very nicely if they weren't both so crazy <laughs> I, I am 
kind of happy that Pearl Fire's effect didn't come into play yeah. on this one because it would have been almost too much. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> in Quill Fire's episode, the focus was very much not on him. It was on B acting like he was 10 years old and on a sugar Very high. much so. Very much so. That was a debate we had. Uh, I talked to Adam about that. I was like, what will happen if one of the spines gets into spring load? <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, because spring load is determined and nuts and crazy. Yeah. And what what would happen? Where do you go from there? <laughs> <laughs> Did we have an answer? Well, I, what do y'all think would happen? I'm curious what y'all think. Honestly, I think it would just about shut him down. Yeah. I think we'd have the opposite reaction. See, I almost want to say it would have no effect at all. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see it have the exact opposite effect and have that make him sane. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it would funny. make him normal. That, that was my vote. But Adam was like, no, it wouldn't affect him at all. He's so yes. determined. Dang it. Nailed so it. <laughs> Showrunner says that it doesn't have any effect. I feel like that would be like, giving a stimulant to a small child because everything acts in reverse to younger children's chemistry mm-hmm. that it would just even him out. Well, what I really liked about <laughs> this team... No, I've heard that. I just think it would be really funny to see. Spring <laughs> with like a monocle going, I say, we should make a map. <laughs> Doradus, forget that. Let's Doradus. go to the grocery store. We got chores to do. Need to go pick up the dry cleaning. <laughs> you know, like he'd still want to go after Doradus, but it would be right. much more, have we checked this quadrant? Yeah. Have we, let's do some research. I let's say, have we headed north? <laughs> <laughs> and I will not go anywhere until I get a spot of tea. <laughs> Absolutely we'll become British. We'll fire, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rush, Quinfire. Oh, uh, um, Night Chick in the chat says uh, Springload plus Quills equals him thinking he's actually in Doradus. Nice. Oh, that's a good direction. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, that's a total yellow submarine trick. Utterly blissed out, and even angrier when he comes back down. Yep. I was there! Uh, I, I do, again, another thing I really like about these two particular characters playing off of each other is that this comes not too long after our other Decepticon team up, mm-hmm. and out of all of the Decepticons, these are the two that really genuinely believe in the things that they believe they in. They sure do. Yeah. <laughs> They're also kind of useless. Was there no. a rhyme or reason well, to picking the... Springload? Was like, there. Was was there. That's yeah. a reason for picking Springload just because well, fun? I th- th- yeah, I think it was the fun. The yeah. fun factor. I mean, like you said, crazy plus crazy. Win! Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean. He could have opened any of those pods to free any one of them, yeah. and it was Springload. Crazy just... tank question mark profit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Although I would say in this episode, the you did give him lines levels. Yes, you know, I was able to adjust, which was great because that was the direction that they gave me in the booth, like adjust, make him a little bit like a judge. Because in the first episode, he's just like crazy, ah, all, yeah, all crazy all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. But in this episode, there were moments where he had quiet moments, mm-hmm. which was f- so much fun You're to You're deceiving me. Exactly. I know it. Exactly. I mean, because I he, he does come to realize yeah. that Quillfire is, in fact, deceiving yeah. him. He's yes. lying to him. He's like, I don't think you actually talk to spirits. So yeah. I, I, <laughs> the spirits would never harm me. Yeah, yeah, right. it, was, it was nice to see that there, there is a certain level of awareness. Yes. Yeah. Even in his commitment to his crazy notions of Doradus. <laughs> yes. yeah, those were that. great. I was so happy when those lines were in there because I was like, okay, good. He's not just you know going to be this the whole time. There's levels and you can mm-hmm. and you love it as an actor. We got to give you a friend for yeah. a few yeah. minutes. Yeah. 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 It was kind of nice. Yeah. 
A traveling compatriot. <laughs> yes. And just the way it went down, you know, eventually this team up would have fallen apart because yeah. Qualifier would say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Just Tormund Slipstream almost didn't have to be there. They just accelerated the process. Mm-hmm. But eventually someone was going to get burned or poked or something. That whole house of cards would have just... <laughs> yeah, no, Qualifier's yeah. not a pilgrim. No. No, no. no he's, he's very... Uh, He's into other things. <laughs> Listen, at He's least he at least he approached Springload with the correct strategy of this yes. is all about Doratus. They're gonna pillage Doratus if we don't get there first. So <laughs> But I, I do love the immediate I regret this decision <laughs> look on his face with Springload that he gets out and Springload's like, Doratus! <laughs> oh god. Okay, I'm stuck with this guy. Uh, let's make the most of this. Uh, I made a mistake. <laughs> I immediately regret, regret this decision. <laughs> but like you guys Jinx. say, he has one... Springlow just has one mission. Yeah, there's, no, there's not a deceiving bone in his body. He just wants to get to where he he's going. He just wants yeah. to yeah. one yeah, job. Whatever it takes. So that's the, that's a fun thing to play. Very much so. Like straightforward. Commitment for the committed, right? Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. But still nuanced, as you guys yeah. were pointing out. Totally. Yeah. And his recognizing B and Strongarm was like, yes, throwbacks. Oh, yeah. We built on this. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I, I, I do too. I mean, I mean, once again, I think that was what was so satisfying about this episode in general is that it was an episode of callbacks. Yes. And we are acknowledging, oh, we all exist in this greater universe. It's not like each episode is an independent entity. And speaking mm-hmm. of callback characters, let's talk about Drift. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about Drift and Jetstorm oh. and Slipster. I am so... So glad that they are I am back. So and I am delighted. so glad that they're a part of Team B yes. now. <laughs> I was I'm telling this to Michelle. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like when that eccentric uncle comes yep. in to live with you. And it's not bad. And he can be kind of cool. But it's also like, we don't do things like that around yep. here. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be different. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. okay. And I will say, my favorite favorite ridiculous moment of this episode it's at the very end when B goes to shake his hand and he just bows I just I also love that Jetstorm came to Earth to serve Russell yes <laughs> of all people I almost feel like he felt like he could relate more to Russell because that was definitely that yeah. was the wheel of morality lesson Absolutely. for this was that you needed to communicate and that you needed to talk about these sort of problems mm-hmm before you kind of run off. Yeah. Now, Zach, yes. was that a you choice or an Adam choice to uh, have have uh, Jetstorm come back to serve Lord Russell? Uh, <laughs> Commander, 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 Commander Russell, Commander, that's Commander right. Russell, yes. uh, Adam had set up the story that okay. way, and so I just got to take it and plus it. Yeah. And it was just okay. like, okay, he thinks Russell is amazing, and he's a commander, so clearly <laughs> Russell knows what he's doing. <laughs> of course, five seconds later, Russell goes to argue with the giant robot, and his dad's like, uh, son, let's, let's not get yeah. in the middle of this. I did, I did really like all of the parts where Russell was trying to argue yes. with Drift. He's scolding Drift, and it's like, only Russell could. Right. Seriously, though, if anyone else tried. I wrote down the second quote, you have to stop yelling at the out-of-town guests with the really big weapon. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I don't know why Drift keeps listening to the tiny grumpy human, but he he backs down almost every time Russell goes and just glares at him. <laughs> this, yeah. It's like, like okay, that I'm is sorry. One, that is one disappointed ten year old. Yeah, and you're listening to it. That side eye was great. Children. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the power of small children compels you. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of like having, you know, the way uh, that 
Drift was comparing them in the previous episodes with that, like, oh, those are your pets. And then comes to realize, okay, they're not really pets. But in in the back of his mind, he probably still thinks of them as, like, the scrappy dog that's, like, yapping at him. It's like, okay, it's not going to shut up unless I listen. But it also probably means something to him that Jetstorm left to go to Russell. Because Mm -hmm. who knows Jetstorm and Slipstream better than Drift? So I, they're literally attached to his body at this yes. of the time. So. <laughs> they're very close. So if he's running off to go to Russell's, like, okay, maybe there's more to this small child than meets the eye. Uh. <laughs> I have to. Every time that phrase comes up, I have to. Yeah. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Sure. Like, yeah. Um, Drift is. I'm a huge samurai guy. Like this is. I love this episode not just because yeah. I was in it, but I love the character of Drift. I'm a huge samurai fan. Did you watch a lot of samurai films? Are you, are you a fan of them to put the dialogue in there, or did you just kind of glean from your pop culture knowledge? Um, I I pulled some pop culture just okay. knowledge, but I also had the advantage of going back and seeing the previous episode where Drift showed up right. with Fracture and. You know, there, in that episode, you get such a distinction of his personality yeah. compared to Fractures and how he's all about honor and yeah. justice and doing things. You know, he, he's you do it the right way or you don't do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it okay. was very helpful. And then, you know, as you said, this, the samurai is sort of the description of the character. Yeah, yeah. the code he has is yes. so fun yeah. to watch with the with je- uh, Slipstream and Jetstream. Yeah. Yeah, so well, and the aesthetic is also extremely yeah. savage. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it must be super fun to be on the writing staff and be able to go back and you already have these established characters. So writing this episode, you got to just dive right into playing with those characters rather yes. than having to yep. craft all of that backstory. It's it's It seems yeah. like it's more like instant gratification. <laughs> <laughs> it was a huge advantage to have yeah. the history behind it yeah. and, and not have to just be like, should we do this or that? Yeah. It's like, no, this is who this person is. Yeah. Just yep. go this way. Yeah. Well, and you don't have to worry about introducing a new con. True. It's like, we have these two. And They're pretty difficult to forget. Go. And thankfully, because <laughs> uh, this episode is very populated, so thankfully we didn't have to introduce anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where we would have put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the last time we had a new character in an extremely populated episode was Clampdown. Yeah, that and was our Clampdown. big Decepticon mm-hmm. team yeah. up. Yeah, the... To the showdown that I had a phrase for that and it just whew, gone robot riot <laughs> that that wasn't what I was thinking of but <laughs> like yes that. that robot riot <laughs> it's a song bot blitz ballroom blitz an, att- <laughs> an attempt was made <laughs> no more puns no, on the show no, I, you cannot enforce that <laughs> I can try no no anyway. gold star you try anyway <laughs> So what Jetstorm left over was that he polished yes. the sword in the wrong direction. Clockwise instead, instead of clockwise instead of counterclockwise. Yes. And Slipstream also acknowledging, well, yeah, that's a problem, but you didn't have to leave. Yeah. yeah. Because did you decide that that was going to be the problem? Was that you coming up? Uh, with, or was yes, that mandated? Yes, so, so in the, the sheet I got from Adam, it just said, and he left for some... Some reason you can figure out. <laughs> and so I was sitting there going, okay, dysfunctional family, samurai, what do these people do on a regular basis? Uh, they clean things, probably. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and for some reason, you know, I was thinking samurai and you know martial arts and Karate Kid wa- walked yeah. into my head and was like, wax, wax on, wax, wax off. off. And I was like, yeah. okay, so you have jet storms, wax on, slipstreams, wax off, and one of them gets uh, it wrong, and he's like, oh. okay. So yeah, uh, I just. 
I wanted a ridiculous reason for him to run off. It had to, it had to be a ridiculous it. reason. It couldn't <laughs> be a serious reason. Yep. Because if it's know. serious reason, then we kind of start getting into abusive family. And yeah. it's like, then it gets a little yeah. too deep. It, yeah. it was kind of skirting that a little bit, just in the feel of it. I don't yeah. think it ever made that full leap. No. It's like, wow, if we'd made a left turn here, that would have been a... Whew. Yeah. I never got that. I always got the um, impression, at, at the second Drift showed up, I got the impression that, like, okay, clearly he's making a mountain out of a molehill. Yes. At oh, first, absolutely. When, when he's just run away, it's like, oh, okay, what did he do? This could be really mm. serious. But then the second Drift shows up, and he's like, What's why this? did you leave? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's I, when you know he's making a big deal out of nothing. Yeah, I, well, I agree with you, Megan. Russell's immediate misunderstanding was, he kicked you out? Yeah. Because everyone right. knows Drift as this really strict, persnickety character. And mm-hmm. so it's not too much of a leap to go, oh my god, you made a tiny mistake and he kicked you out. Yeah. And we don't get to, yeah, I left. Yeah. Until yeah. About you know, mid-episode. I, see, and I think that based on the previous episode we saw with these characters... It is perfectly justified that Jetstorm would think that because he made this tiny mistake, he needed to leave. Because we have already seen how sort of narrow-minded, <laughs> committed yep. Drift is to yes. honor yes. and tradition. Like, you know, like he's a samurai. Well, <laughs> Just yeah. and, and it's a big thing in, in certain cultures about saving face. Oh, where, yeah. like, yeah. the whole yeah. motive yes. was, like, I'd rather spare us the embarrassment of you dismissing me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was easier to just go. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, in his mind, he's like, Drift didn't have to lose face. Totally. And Drift is just like, you're my child and you ran away from home. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm so upset. You just you, you left. You didn't <laughs> use your here. words. <laughs> you didn't just, use your words. You didn't leave words. a note. You didn't text me. You didn't <laughs> no <laughs> note. No call. I had the neighbors looking for you. I called the police. The police you were hanging out with your friends on Post it on your Facebook page. Right. <laughs> Update your status. Is that too much to ask? Running away. Okay. <laughs> Running away. Tagged location Earth. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like at the end to kind of wrap it up and again the wheel of morality and the lesson for the kids is Drift saying no I was more worried about you running away than I ever would have been you making a mistake. Yeah. Mistakes are part of learning mm-hmm. and we need to learn to communicate because this is obviously an issue mm-hmm. and by the way we're staying with you that yes. was probably my favorite that part was, was like, like we're not what? leaving <laughs> see you go. we're not going anywhere say what clearly, <laughs> clearly we can learn from teamwork so we're going to stay and hang out and learn from <laughs> you guys like okay um, that's a someone big move freshened up the spare room I love, I that, I love that that's how the end of the episode ended up getting Adam yes. uh, was like and he's going to stay and I was like really <laughs> <laughs> fun too to know that like stuff that you're writing affects the series going forward it is fantastic to be able to be a part of the bigger picture i mean just it's like you get to come in sometimes and hang out and throw in a joke but then it carries on and Mm -hmm. and you're like oh wow i didn't know he was going that direction (laughs) i just i'm i'm super happy that he's going to be regular cast from here on in that just now we just need jazz to join up i know seriously i think jazz has obligations though and drift can just kind of do what he wants honor permitting yeah he's a mercenary does yeah he he follows his own schedule (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah no it'd be great to get like a reef back on the show that would be fantastic Um, do we want to talk about anything else if we pretty much covered it? Just uh, one one other thing, uh, just talking about callback humor, I did really enjoy after after Springload was incapacitated, Quillfire having to drag him out of the tank and <laughs> oh. go, he's got poison skin, guys! Yes. It really hurts! McPlank 
came back. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> to, to, uh, to thwart the, to basically commandeer the <laughs> military mission that was going on. <laughs> and how great was it that they had fix it on yes, the radio yes. waves? Like, I was not expecting that level of planning, but they're getting better at this. Yeah. They yeah. are getting so, I just so much better. he was, too. Like, I hope he's having a good day. And I mean, <laughs> carry on. Him for me. Yeah. He's got it under control. Fix it just want friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We still need to know what the heck happened to fix it. Yeah. Do you know? I have so many Maybe. questions uh, after this next episode. I know, right? I have so many feelings. Okay, feelings. If, if we've pretty much covered this episode, mm-hmm. we can move on. We'll talk to you guys a little bit about iTunes. Do we have, can someone pull up iTunes right now? That uh, would be... I actually do have it up. Wonderful. Um, good. You are ahead <laughs> I, of the I'm, game. Yeah, I'm just on top of it, guys. <laughs> well uh, done. So yes, thank you. everyone who has been watching and listening, thank you so much to those of you who have subscribed on iTunes. For those of you who have heard this before, you know exactly what I'm going to say. For those of you who are new to this episode, subscriptions make our lives. If you subscribe on iTunes, if you subscribe on YouTube, if you like us, if you comment on our episodes, all that fun stuff, you're basically telling our producers we like these people, we want them to talk about giant robots some more. (laughs) And that's how we get advertising dollars in and that's how we keep the lights on in the studio and that's how we get all of these wonderful guests who also like to come in and talk about giant robots because they have written for and voiced giant robots which is pretty dang amazing and if you comment on iTunes you get a shout out yeah. like this so uh, two reviews I think that have not been mentioned on we the show we got two weeks yeah, yeah so uh, because one of them is from July 4th which was Anime the weekend Expo. of Anime Expo, and we—I don't think we didn't read it. We didn't read it. That guys, that was a very tired time in my life. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember so, what we talked about. I don't either. Probably. There were all Jen, like, a pan. Hey, a lot of Jen puns. A pan. Just so many puns. Uh, it was okay. the worst. So on, so, so uh, Ducks Man writes. I did not know that girls like Transformers. That I was a. Uh, I'm a guy. Oh, I think that's really cool. And we did third, read this. We read one. that one. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, Ducks Man, you're still great. Uh, and then Soundwave Fangirl <gasps> says, "I love the show." Uh, all you pretty fembots rule. Yeah. My, uh, uh, myself is a female lover of the series. I love seeing more of them. Uh, please bring in Fix It and Sideswipe's voice actors. We've had Mitchell twice. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of, of fix have. It. And he wants to come back. <laughs> yes. Mitchell would live on that couch. I was going to say, we I could <laughs> here every week if we let him. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and we would love to have Darren Chris on the show, obviously. Uh, and Believe it says, me, I've it, been working it on really, that. It really does rule uh, like primes. Another thing, Katie, I love your puns. Hey! Don't encourage her. <laughs> you. I like you. Always encourage her. They are no. amazing. Maze hey. in all caps. Hey. <laughs> uh, we we have you. I like you. I appreciate the <laughs> hell out of you. We also have a uh, question on Don't. the hashtag, and this is for everybody because oh. it doesn't specify which Decepticon oh. do you guys want to show up. So this is for you guys included. Included. If you I have can to pick talk another to friend. Yeah. And this is for the <laughs> yeah. If you want another spring load team up, who would you like to see him team up with? And you can draw Gosh. from anybody. Anybody. Trip. Yeah. If you want to go old school, we'll we'll allow it. Listen. I think Starscream. <gasps> yes. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. I absolutely know how to use uh, Springload effectively. Yeah. Right? And Springload oh, yeah. gets totally. such a kick out of that. Yeah. And we're pretty much determined that Starscream's not dead. Yeah. Oh. Nobody, oh. nobody, no death. No That's what Prime is. That is good that. I don't know. You, you guys aren't going to accidentally spoil, give minor spoiler alerts like Mitchell did. Oh, no. Did he? Yeah. Oh, oh, minor oh, spoiler alerts. Oh, 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 you're not supposed to do that? 
Um, there same. was a conversation uh, after yeah. that. Let me tell you. I, I believe it's the same person. Jade um, Mullins, Jade, right? yeah, yeah, Jade Mullins, uh, oh, she, at, which is at oh, Drummer Girl uh, four five six. She's also a big fan of a lot of our other anime. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's the person fantastic. who tweeted us this week and said, "We've start. I've started watching Robots in Disguise. When are you guys on so I can Yay. watch you?" So, Hi, Jade. Um, but she asks uh, me specifically, uh, what other animal-like Decepticons would you guys like to see? Like, what other animals mm. would you like to see Decepticons That's based a, on? Ooh, That's a really good, good question. Because we've gotten so many really good ones. We've I gotten, know. Uh, you know, a wolf. We've gotten a bison. Uh, yeah, we've got Bite, some really good um, stuff. Octopus. I, I would like a fox. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Ooh kind of a Starscream role. Yeah. Yeah, kind mm. of. Mm. I would like a walrus. <laughs> I do, I do wish that our Cthulhu Decepticon that we had the art for had come to fruition. Yeah, no, and can, I realized can we get that's back way too dark for robots in disguise, yeah. but oh my god. I See, would, I was on your level and I kind of went to platypus right away. Yes, they that wins. Right there. Cool yes. I feel yeah. like a platypus would need to be an Autobot. Oh, uh, but let's that's see. because I'm I a Phineas know, and they... Ferb fan. Yeah. That's so. And uh, and Sky Shimmertail says Rhino or Hyena. Oh, no. Ooh, a Hyena would be good. No, yeah. a Rhino would have to be Rhinox. Scorpionock. <laughs> Um, and, and just to just to address something that's going on with iTunes, uh, I, some people in the chat are saying that they have left reviews. iTunes takes a little while to refresh the feed, yeah. so we will keep checking it. As soon as your review appears, we will give you a shout out on the air. <laughs> For sure. I mean, if you left a review within the past five minutes, I mean we're not gonna see it. Yeah, right it's not gonna show now. up yet next uh-huh. week. Yeah, we got pretty you. much. I would also like an owl. I'm gonna throw yeah. that. Yeah, oh, oh my god, with the head that goes all the way <laughs> that around. That would be cool. Do you guys have anything right you, you want to throw out there? Oh, I was gonna say platypus. Uh, yes. Yeah. Air high five. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, John? Oh, uh, uh, has, has there been a tiger one yet? Not oh, yet. Like uh, Tigertron. 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 We're Beast Wars yeah. fans, yeah. right? Yeah. That's serious. I mean, someone's so got to challenge Grimlock. Yes. Yeah. Right? yeah. He's be, I know he's a Dinobot, but yeah. it, it could be something big. Like it would Rhino be nice to see team. another Dinobot, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. it would be great. That would be awesome. Kind of, sure, right. We kind of have Underbite, and he is based on a hyena, actually. That is, we saw the concept art for that. Yes. So there is that, but yeah, another Dinobot might be a good time. Pterosaur. <laughs> and all of the 80s fans are like, Dinobot team. Dinobot team. Come yes. on. <laughs> yep. Anyway, yep. we should probably move on. Yes. yes. So let's, let's swing into mm. our next episode, Deep Trouble, because we cannot go without puns. Mm-mm. Yes. Nope. I love it. Nope. <laughs> and what was the name of this Decepticon? Octopunch. <laughs> Why? That's the best name ever. What are you talking about? <laughs> I feel like Octopunch was kind of a mess. Okay. No. Because we needed, okay, well, you know, he's sensitive to changes in light and energy fields and this and that and the other. Okay, that's a cool feature. And we want an octopus-based one. Okay, that's a cool feature. And we want a Jewish stereotype for the voice. (laughs) I don't know why you chose that. I thought we were going with a Christopher Walken impersonation and I was on board for that, but then it became (laughs) kind of... That's a problem. I got a little racist. So that was a problem. And then his name was Octopudge. And I'm like, this this guy's a mess. I mentioned this. I talked about this with Megan when we watched it. Where I was like, if I had a name Octopudge and I happened to have eight tentacles, (laughs) I would shout my name from the mountains every time I had to hit (laughs) Because it's an action, too. It's like, this is what I'm doing. Yes. I would have been on board (laughs) for something who who had a rap sheet the same as the Octopudge punch we got who was causing shipwrecks and right. looting them yeah 
but was screaming Octopunch and punching thing. It's it's like underwater underbite. I, mean, I would have been up for that. It's, it sounds like a Pokemon kind of. So you might <laughs> yeah. as well. Artillery. Artillery. It does sound like a Pokemon. Yeah, just, you know, and then he could just, the only thing he'd be able to say was Octopunch. <laughs> so then by default. Oh, that would be adorable. <laughs> so I just, it was an interesting episode, but I feel like our con was just a mess. Uh, yeah, I, he was really. Mm. I haven't. I haven't been this disappointed in a con since Minitron. You know, he was a. It was um, for all that we saw, a lot more sanity kind of out yeah. of the two cons yeah. in the previous episode. We went back to a crazy kind of. I, I wasn't really sure what he was about. I guess like he just wanted to get off the planet, and he's known yeah. for causing shipwrecks. Does Cybertron have oceans? I mean, I guess we have Sharktacons. Sharks. Sure. I, I guess they do. The sea, it calls to me. <laughs> An ocean on Cybertron may not have water. It may have another liquid. That so. is true. Energon seas. <laughs> Although that'd be weird. Oh, no, uh, that's, that's more Tron. Tron has the energy Yeah, no, seas. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But it, it, I, I don't know. Octopunch. I love Tron. Tron is yes, great, right? Tron's Tron. pretty good. Oh. It's pretty good. I'm very upset. Me too. Tell me about <laughs> it. I'm so upset. Yeah. For those who don't know, Tron 3 was canceled. Yeah. Yeah. That's upsetting. I still enjoy the second. I know some people don't like the second one. I love it. It was I so much fun. It's, so, it's, it's a visual feast. Yeah. Okay, we should talk about this after the show. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yes. That's it, too. We're talking about I do have to give a shout out to Ted Biaselli, who did voice Octopunch. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was great. Yeah. And he's a cool. It was such a random thing that our episodes followed each other. Yeah. Because Ted and I have known each other for a long time. And so he's over it. Netflix now. Yeah, he's an executive oh. at Netflix. Awesome. So rad. So Tread. So tread <laughs> 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 I, I appreciate, it. but yeah, I get what you were saying. It was like a Borscht Belt comedian. It yeah, felt like that, yeah. right? But I think he was walking that line uh, effectively for that episode. But I also okay. know, but I also can see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't My, think. Yeah, oh, we were talking about it. I, I think that they were going more for a specific comedian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we That's were kind of like, oh, kind of um, like it's not really specific. <laughs> enough it's sort of hitting the mark of should this be a thing <laughs> and it, I I would not have picked up that they were going for a specific comedian because I don't know which comedian right. we're talking about yeah. so I just for me that was like and this is uncomfortable the acting is hilarious the talking is hilarious but yeah. oh that accent <laughs> I would have gone for a walking impersonation. That's that's what I initially <laughs> thought it was. I thought we were getting walking bot. I, I would have been on that. 100%. I don't know if I could have sat through that episode. Like it would have taken multiple times watching it to actually get everything. If it was a walk-in honestly, bot. it's not the first accent where we've been like, what? Because we had Uncle PJ to contend and, with, and, and Uncle Mandark. PJ was oh my god, the Mandark, Mandark voice uh, was amazing. Pen? Was yes. it was it his name? Pen. Pen? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and good. the straight up Mandark voice. So it's it's definitely not the first time we've had an interesting verging on hilarious Decepticon choice so yeah, totally. if we had walking bot I would have been totally down for that. <laughs> just a bot that puts the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable the emphasis on the wrong syllable yes <laughs> so we have Octopunch who's underwater and a submarine hence hence the beginning song we mm-hmm. finally got back to that yes <laughs> yes it all ties together yeah <laughs> in a little bow much the same way we tied up Octopunch with his own tentacles I mean, that was interesting. That's a really good way to take him out. That yeah. was. That was, he was extremely flexible. Yeah. 
It was a good call. <laughs> I loved that when they opened the ground bridge to the ocean, <laughs> the ocean just came to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like that that happened, that they actually worked with that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this episode was less about our particular Decepticon and more about everybody in this particular situation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What Grimm was going through, being at the bottom of the ocean, mm-hmm. then not being able to communicate with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was mm-hmm. more of the circumstances than it oh, yeah. was actually focusing on this guy as a main threat. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And because I mean a lot of the focus was on them kind of yeah. exploring the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And Be- Drift integrating with the team. Yes. And Sideswipe. Yes. Michelle pointed this out. When Sideswipe figured out that they were going on a pattern, I was so like, I was like wow, Sideswipe did something smart. Was she was amazing. Well, yeah, he's more than just his body. And I'm like, yes! yes. <laughs> I was like, Sideswipe has played a lot of video games. <laughs> <laughs> it is just call back a clock this week. And I love it. <laughs> Megan, are you okay? He okay? used his head. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and Lord no! Megatron is broken. Yep. <laughs> it all comes back. I'm so happy right now. <sighs> oh my god. I hate myself. <laughs> but a Let's lot of what on. we have working with this episode is the very beginning we have an obstacle course and Grimlock thinks that he can run through everything and that's not the case and he gets nailed in the side by what looks like a torpedo that isn't a torpedo or you know um Oh, it's that ride at Disneyland that's at the beginning of Tomorrowland with the little rockets that goes up and down. Never oh, yeah. Kicking no, it's the I, Astro Orbiter. Astro Orbiter. One and a half weeks. It looks like those pods, and they had them swinging because yeah. the obstacle course. So he gets nailed pretty hard He'll inside. Enjoy it. I, I'm so excited. And spends the rest of the episode hiding this injury because B's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we need you at the top of your game. You're the muscle. Without you, we'd be sunk. And B's like, I'm complimenting you. And Grimlock is like, I can never fail again. <laughs> <laughs> so. And more than once, he's had teammates coming up to him. Hey, are you are you doing okay? Mm-hmm. Do you fix it to look good? Yeah, are you, I'm fine. I'm fine. I am not okay. Oh no! Speaking of fix it, holy uh, butt yeah. happened. Yeah. So we we mm. wind, they wind up on the ship. It's a four engine ship, and they have to try and keep Octopunch. From <laughs> Octopunch. Octopunch. They have to keep Octopunch from activating all of the engines. And they wind up split up because the ship's defense system jams their communicators, gets them sent off into separate hallways, all Mm -hmm. sorts of fun stuff. So we have, I love Sideswipe getting caught with Drift Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Drift Mm -hmm. wanting to meditate and then getting angry at everyone who is doing So funny. Well, and Drift's, his ongoing thing being, why are we not doing this? And B just going, we're doing the best we can. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I like seeing Drift integrating with the team. It's a good first episode for for him. Overall, I think there was a lot of teamwork in this episode. We were seeing everybody integrating as a team and starting to incorporate Drift. So yeah, it was a, it was a really good intro episode for Drift being part of the team and for you going, okay, you know what? The, they are kind of starting to mesh as a team. Yeah, yeah. and I, him just kind of figuring it out and coming. Back, I'm surprised you didn't ask us why we got you earlier. I assumed you were doing the best you could. <laughs> like, I, yes. I do have a question. Since since you've written for these characters, when you watch another episode where, where you're not the writer on the show, do you kind of wonder to yourself, you're like, I don't know if I would have had them play off of each other in that way. Or do you like, that was spot on. That's exactly what I would have done. Well, to Adam Beechin's credit, he is the one who keeps everything on, on par. Mm-hmm. And he knows those characters better than anybody else and so since he has oversight over everything it it usually plays how you would 
imagine it would play. Okay. And he's he's mm-hmm. he's very good at what he does. So I give him the credit for that. So um, it's it's interesting though because everybody always has a choice right there. Mm-hmm. You can make a different decision, but you can't go too far off character because exactly. Rift is who he is. He's the samurai, and yeah. he's not going to suddenly tell a pun. Um, <laughs> so. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm not. I'm super happy. Callback humor. I knew I liked Rift. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, we are, I think we're running a little short on time, so we should probably burn Wrap it through up. the rest yeah. of this. Yeah. We so- wind up with telling Grimm, it's okay for you to be injured. You just need to tell us these things because yeah. it puts you in more danger. We're your yep. team. We care about yeah. you. You don't have to be perfect. And I and good, I liked good good, uh, good lessons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I also liked that at the end of the episode, once they were all reunited, when they were all carrying um, Octopunch away, Octopunch. Uh, that you know, Grim was trying to carry the brunt of the burden, and then Strongarm and Sideswipe took it, and they're like, no, 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 like you don't, you don't always can, have to do, you don't always have, have to, to do, do the heavy, heavy lifting, lifting. yeah. yeah. We're your teammates. We can help you. Yeah. But I do want to... Let's talk about poor Strong. I was going to say, I just we need to talk about that real <laughs> quick this before we wrap this up. This is the elephant in the ship, such yes. as it is. Because holy cow. So they all get split up. And Strongarm's <laughs> off on her own. Yeah. And this army of mini-cons arrives. And oh they all gosh. look like exactly very, very determined like fix-its. Fix it. And her comment is just, well, if you're anything like Fix-It, I just found a whole lot of helping hands. Yep. No, no. They yep. essentially tie her up and throw her in a cell. And it's just, they're all stone-faced and silent the entire time. And it's super creepy. It is. Very Gulliver's Travels, super and creepy. And it came out of yeah. nowhere. It they literally, just a horde of them came around the corner. Apropos of nothing. Exit stage well, left. Well, where did they come from? Why are they okay. there? And where did they go? And this brings up something I'm trying to give credit to the right person in the chat where they said, oh, that underwater, oh, uh, Timothy in the chat says, was that another prison ship? I no. doubt it because B identified it as a vintage four-engine ship, and he would have said it's a prison ship yeah. or it's such. Mm-hmm. I feel like the model of the ship wasn't as important as it's our setting. Here's the security stuff we have to go through. Yeah, all that fun stuff. Yeah. But we had that was a decidedly creepy moment. Yeah, but it's like, it why was. were they all there? And this is also what, this makes me wonder even more about Fix It. Do they think he's broken because he has a personality? Maybe Ooh. what happened to him yeah. how did he become an independent <laughs> little yeah mini con yeah how, just Mi- fix it don't tell mitchell i said this fix it <laughs> might be the most interesting character <laughs> maybe oh, you no. know mitchell watches this <laughs> no, right <no>. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna come now in next time well yeah. i play the most interesting character <laughs> you know i need more wines uh, vines lines <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that was great. You follow the ones that are great. Yeah. great. <laughs> I think Nightchick brings up a really good point about this whole scene, saying, uh, I will say this. Finding the army of minicons, minicons like Fix-It brings question as to Fix-It's role yes. on the Alchemore. Yeah. Uh, how old is he? Because the ship that's under the water, where there are all these bots that look exactly like him, is supposed to be ancient. Yes. Yeah, we did get vintage for that. Mm-hmm. Not, and they're still operational. Mm-hmm. Not to make predictions, but, you know... Might as well. All, there. <laughs> all of the Alchemore, everybody that was on the Alchemore were people that... Or not people, bots. <laughs> bots. That, that the council was like, just just send them away. They're weird. They cause trouble. Yeah. You know, and in Fix-It's case, it might be 
broken. Yeah. He's well, broken here. Just go. Yeah. And we know that it's been a while because nobody's heard of Nuon City. Mm-hmm. The only other person who knew who the heck Underbite was was Grimm, and he was on the ship with him. Yeah. So th- this really, I've said this more than once, but this makes me think that the Alchemore was out there for a long, long time, possibly mm-hmm. before the war. Mm-hmm. When we had Autobot and Decepticon factions, but before things went insane. <laughs> Zach's just sitting there laughing at us. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> I mean, is, is that about all for episode 18? Does anyone have any final thoughts on it? Just that that was not something I expected. Yes. And I, 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 there are implications there, and I just have a lot of questions. That's yes. all. Yeah. I need more about Fix It's story now. Mm-hmm. We just, all do. I need those answers. But I was also effectively creeped out by all of the Fix It suddenly appearing and all of the nano drones suddenly appearing. The like, this are is an aging ship. Why are all of these things just on it hanging out? Can like, I say the weirdest attack. thing about that was recalibrating optics? It was just like, yeah. you can do that? Right? I mean, that's what our eyes do automatically when the light changes. Not like microscopes. <laughs> no. That's I like, I'm going to look over there and see the detail of the like, fly on that wall. Yeah. The LASIK <laughs> of the future. Zoom in the future LASIK. I think what's great about the show is if you've been watching consistently, you see that they found their rhythm. And it's like, oh, at, yeah. the oh, yeah. at the beginning, it just it's very similar to Star Wars Rebels. Like, the first few episodes, you're like, uh, and it's a little too kid. And then all of a sudden... They find the rhythm, and I feel like this show has done that. And they're dropping little nuggets to keep you all talking. Yes. <laughs> like the fix it thing coming over. I had the same reaction. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is kind of scary. And so, what does this mean for fix it? As like you know, as that character is, is once you fix fix it, is he going to be this that. incredibly powerful? Yeah. Yeah. God forbid. Know. And so yeah. that's what I'm saying. So that's why I love about the show now is that everything is just like. It's feeding into itself mm-hmm. episode per episode, and it's a great rhythm, you know. So, although I would see that would be an interesting just episode for a fix it arc, finding out his backstory, being able to fix him, him winding up like that, and then at the end of the episode, getting him back to the way he was, and you know, our wheel of morality is mm-hmm. you're he, fine the way he you was are. never really yeah. broken. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's broken. But having a personality is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Being well, who you are is not a bad there, thing. There is one <laughs> other thing I, I would like to bring up. I know that Hang on. We... we're kind of in predictions now. Can we just get the light show? Uh-huh. We, we've yeah. been living in predictions yeah. at this point. And now, light show. I love it. <laughs> we, we usually start this at the beginning of predictions. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, awesome. best. it's so great. It's oh. so fun. Are you enjoying that? I just that think great? I don't have epilepsy. Be <laughs> that would yeah. cause a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's awesome, though. Actually, what I have is not a prediction. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was. I know we we've constantly something we say like every single episode is that we want more references to Prime. We got one at yeah. the very end of this episode when he's talking to Grim. He's like, Optimus taught yes. me that yeah. you have to be at your best in order to help your well, team. Well, see, there you go because people in the chat <laughs> just one time. We brought up some weird slash fiction things. So now everyone in the chat is like, talk about the Grimby in this episode. And there you go, Megan just did. Yeah, I think the weird slash fiction thing was in reaction to Mitchell going, oh yeah, I ship strong arm and sideswipe. And the rest of us going, oh, we're going to Lannister it up in here. Except me. Except you, because evidently that's okay. I can still see it going either way. 
I, I am far beyond the point where I can see them as anything but siblings. So if they start going <laughs> that listen, way, it's going to be like, and we're going to have little Joffreys, and it's going to be bad. But listen, people in the chat, just <laughs> ship Grim and Bumblebee, and I support whoever, whoever <laughs> you want to pair together in your in your head canon. Is it's all you just do you? You do you. Transformers <laughs> fans. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I love it as a bro ship, but and God, poor B is so clueless. It's like, I was trying to encourage you, and at the end, strong arm seeing uh, Fix It's probe and being like, I'm gonna take patrol. Yeah. So much patrol. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's look at her dedicated. working so hard. Good for her. Oh, yes. like, honey, she's traumatized. Yeah. You, uh. That is gonna come up again. That's, it, it has to. Know. It's Chekhov's minicon at this point. Like, it has to. Mm -hmm. So many. So many of those. So, do we have predictions for upcoming? We have, what, this is 18, we got 26 episodes, we've got um, eight left. Should we talk a little bit about what we saw at the Transformers Robots in Disguise panel as a kind of news and gossip thing? On one hand, yes. On the other hand, wow, is it spoilers We're, if you wanted to remain in spoilers. <laughs> On the third, mutated hand, China. So, yeah. Let's talk about it. If you guys don't want to know anything about upcoming episodes or anything, yeah. you know, tune out. This is a good time to cut it off. Yeah, these aren't predictions. This is like this is what they showed. Yeah. We were, we this were is shown. what they showed us at San Diego Comic Con. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we watched all the episodes at. No, we got a clip, <laughs> uh, and we'll roll that clip. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Oh my god! I mean, witnessed. So um, if you want to be spoiler free, turn it off now. <laughs> I think that was a fair word. Megatronus! Yeah. yeah. Holy Megatronus. Cow. Yep. That was a thing. Yes. And we actually had someone spoil that in our comments section yeah. a few weeks ago, which, thanks for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that we got to see Windblade in the, uh, oh my in the footage God, there. I'm so excited. <laughs> But yeah, it's just news for me right now. <laughs> we, didn't go to we didn't Michelle didn't get to go to Comic Con with us, so sorry, oh. spoiler. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't tell her, but yeah, no, it looks like our big bad of the season that Optimus has to train to fight is Megatronus. Which fallen. completely makes sense why they would need to send Optimus back, because if we're going by yep. second movie bay mm -hmm. rules. Mm, <laughs> that only a prime can defeat the fall. Should anyone go by those right. rules? <laughs> well, we've done the whole thing. The, the, the movies exist, and they're the reason we got Prime in the incarnation. That's so we so accept the reason we got, them as a thing. I'll accept we don't it have as a building like block, but nothing else. <laughs> but but I mean that's really exciting. That yeah. is some really exciting news, and and we, um, with the exception of Michelle, sorry, mm. but we all got to go to Comic Con, our guests included. Yes. What was yes. your guys? Yes. Did you guys have a favorite part of the Transformers panel since you guys were there too? Uh, well, I, I love his entrance. <laughs> yes. He had the best Please entrance. Please tell them what you did. It was amazing. Please tell what you did. Oh man. Oh okay. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I've just I had an idea my friend Mike Ross was moderating the panel he also works for Hasbro yeah. we, we went to school together as well and, um, I was like I'm gonna ask a question and he's like what are you gonna ask I'm like well this I think I, let's just wait till later I was like okay so they I ended up being the last one to go up and I was hiding behind everyone <laughs> because I didn't want to because I had gone up and said hi to Constance and, and uh, uh, Will and, and Carrie up there and Mitchell as well but I was like I don't want to you know and so I kept hiding, but I kept being nervous to ask the question. Then I got up there and I was like, uh, hey guys, uh, my name is John, big time fan of the show. Um, 
Uh, one of my favorite characters this year has been Springload. <laughs> Do you think he'll come back for any more episodes? Because he's really great. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Klein, to his credit, was like, wait, oh! And it became a whole thing, and the Constance very kindly was like, that's the voice of Springload, and yeah. he did a nice little clap. Yeah. So it was great. It was a fun moment. It was cool. <laughs> but it's scary, because you could be like, hey, no. Now you're, <laughs> now you're not coming back. I, I, did you ever think about just walking up to the mic and just yelling out Dorada? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, I, I almost ended it like that. <laughs> it was just want to know, does anyone know where Dorada's is? <laughs> but I didn't want to push the limit. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was fun. But yeah. the, the clip was great. Oh, I yeah. mean, that's, that was, that was I, as a fan always been a fan it was awesome to see that and I'm like oh man this is going to be so much fun. Yeah. You know, also so. evidently his vehicle mode is a tank because they had the toy down at the Hasbro yes, they booth did. Yeah. tankity tank there's a reason I thought that the tank in these episodes yeah. was a plot <laughs> yeah no it's like you arrived early <laughs> Zach what was your favorite part just him uh, well I mean that was fantastic um, I uh <clears throat> It's only 10 minutes into the panel, and then suddenly all the actors are challenging each other to disrobe, and I was like, oh, I was That's sitting there right. going, oh no. That's oh, no. right. And thankfully, Mike Ross kept it under yes. wraps. But... <laughs> well, it started with, are we giving the audience something, and Constance telling Jeff, because he was wearing this very lovely Optimus and Bumblebee pattern Hawaiian shirt, and her yeah. saying, you should give the audience your, your shirt. shirt. Yes. And so then it turned into, anytime the moderator would start asking a question, he'd go, Harry and Jeff would go take off your shirt. <laughs> well, and Constance would go take off your shirt. So it just turned into take off your shirt. Yeah, yeah. that was a custom shirt he had made. By the way. I <laughs> it was awesome. It was like it was a good time. I'd wear it. Yeah, if you guys can find it, I'm sure it's the entire panel's up online somewhere. Yeah. I highly yeah. recommend Probably. giving that a watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Mitchell and Carrie going back and forth. <laughs> Definitely wow. took video of the how would these characters be going through a drive thru? Oh, yeah, that was the, the best. I love that. Yeah. In the fine tradition of Steam, Steve Bloom as Starscream going through a drive thru. <laughs> Brendan Veal. Pretty funny. Should, should we have Springload go through the drive thru? Please, please <laughs> yes. send Springload through a yes. drive thru. How, for us. Yes. How, a, how would he even be in a drive thru? <laughs> and the only Do you thing he would be in a Number one with Doradas, please. <laughs> I mean, it just would all it would be, right? Yeah. Steve. Wait. Well, I guess who's, what's a good name for a, a chip? Chip. Do you know where Doradas is? <laughs> Do you know? It would just be that. Would just be that. Please pull forward. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> so, where can the people find you guys if they want to find out more or just be able to chat with you? Oh, uh, you can find me at the Roca Says. That's T-H-E-R-O-A... Oh, I'm sorry. R-O-C-H-A-S-A-Y-S. And I host a couple other podcasts on Geek Nation, Far, Far Away with Tiffany Smith with Star Wars stuff. Yay. And I have a top... Yeah, she's great. Yeah. And I have a top ten podcast that I'm hosting now. It's Top Ten Movies Podcast oh. on the Schmoes No YouTube Network. Nice. So, Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just started a new one. Yuri Lowenthal and I oh, started oh, nice. on Geek Nation and we'll be doing, we're just interviewing people who are very successful in voiceover animation oh, very and cool. asking about their life stories and how they got to be on. We just did Susan okay. Eisenberg who's the voice of Wonder Woman. Oh, nice. So yeah, so we bring nice. people in every week. So. Cool. Right. Schmoes, where have I heard that? <laughs> uh, I'm online at glorifiedlollipoptree.com or on Twitter at glorylollytree. 
And uh, I just want to also throw out that uh, R.I.D. has some shorts that they've been making. Yeah. And some of them are original. They're on the official Transformers company site and the tra official Transformers YouTube. So go check those out. They're lots of fun. Have there so. been any new ones since the carjacking one? Um, there's one with uh, Grimlock trying to use a Decepticon Hunter. <gasps> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, that is so yes. cute. Uh, my personal favorite was... Fix It Jam, if you haven't oh seen that Oh my one. god, that was the first oh, yeah. one. And, uh, so good. I, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some more of those coming along the way. So. Yes. Awesome. Fantastic. Emma? I can be found all over the internet at Emma Fife. Just follow me on Twitter. You'll know everything I'm doing. I'm on Twitter all the time. <laughs> okay, and you can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at The Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz. Write articles for The Movie Chick, Chick with two Ks, and also check out The Movie Chick Quick Reviews on Popcorn Talk. Woo! Yay. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I'm also on the Red vs. Blue after show here. We'll have another one of those in a couple weeks. And I'm also writing articles for the movie Chick. We're just doing all sorts of things. Thank you guys Two again kids. for coming in today. Nice. You're fantastic. Thank you. So much. Yay, thank you. And thank you to everyone who's been watching the show. As always, transform and roll out. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Octopunch! Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.